Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kieslane and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we are interviewing Reverend Michael Solomon, Executive Director of Lutherans for Life and an author of a resource on youthesource.com. Youth Esource is the LCMS Youth Ministry Resource website with over 1,700 different articles, Bible studies, skits, and discussion guides. There's a wealth of doctrinally reviewed, current, and helpful resources for your youth ministry. So find out more, go to youthesource.com and check that out. In the months since the 2019 LCMS Youth Gathering, we've been posting Bible study resources written by gathering speakers or studies that revisited the themes of the gathering. Today in studio is one of the speakers who tackled a topic that is so important to our young people and to the church. That topic is the sanctity of life and treasuring each human being created by God. We see ourselves and each others as treasured and created by an all-powerful Heavenly Father, and that is fundamental to our Christian identity and how we view others as God's special creation. Today with us is Reverend Michael Solomon, who serves as the Executive Director of Lutherans for Life. He's been doing that since 2016. He has degrees from Concordia University Chicago and Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He served as a parish pastor in Minnesota and Indiana, and he now lives with his wife Heather and family in St. Louis, Missouri. Beyond his regular career duties, he has also been active as a relationship counselor, a fatherhood mentor, and abstinence educator. He has also served on the board of a local pregnancy resource center. He embraces the opportunity to speak truth, especially in the middle of controversy, and show love, especially in crisis. Reverend Salamik, welcome to the End Goals Podcast. Very glad to be here. We get to hear a little bit about you in your bio, but maybe share with us a little bit about your vocations. Well, first and foremost, of course, are my vocations as a husband and father. I've uh, been married for be 20 years wow. in 2020. Uh, we've got three boys. Our oldest is a junior in high school, uh, then two grade school boys, and that keeps us very busy. And that honestly <laughs> is uh, where the joy and the foundation of ministry comes from, um, just being a family that's, uh, that's in the gospel, um, that loves to be with one another. Um, and so that's been my biggest privilege. Uh, Lutherans for Life, the executive director, is my my full-time gig. It's something that I really love doing. Um, Lutherans across the country are passionate and active mm-hmm. when it comes to life issues. Um, and I find this topic to be a great entryway, a doorway mm-hmm. to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, because what's at the heart of life issues is what makes... Uh, a human being valuable. And the gospel is the answer to that. It's what God does for us in Jesus Christ that gives us our identity and our worth and our purpose. Awesome. You have an interesting family story about why you are so passionate about the issues of life and the gospel. Can you share a little bit about that story and how God used it to imprint the value of life in you? Yeah, so my folks were uh, pregnant and married when they were 16, um, expecting my sister. It was a year after Roe v. Wade made Mm -hmm. abortion access available in communities across the country. Um, And so they did the hard thing, um, choosing to uh, be the family that God had made them to be, to raise that child at the same time that they were growing up. Um, initially, they were driven away from the church in that. Mm-hmm. The church that they were a part of didn't want anything to do mm-hmm. with uh, with their wedding ceremony, um, insisted that uh, they try to place their daughter for adoption. But um, the, the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod came along. My folks were not raised Lutheran. Um, but the local Lutheran church, you know, like thousands of Lutheran churches across our mm-hmm. country, just a simple country 
community parish that um, put the gospel into practice and understood that everybody's life is precious, loved on my parents over the course of many years. Um, that's how evangelism works. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you play mm-hmm. the long game and you're mm-hmm. patient planting seeds, but um, it, in the watering of those seeds, it led to, um, on the day that I was baptized, my mom and dad got confirmed. My mom got baptized. They renewed their vows before the altar of the Lord. Um, then when the, that congregation opened up a school, uh, my folks enrolled all three of us in school. Uh, and so today, um, we're all Lutheran, and all of the kids uh, are married to Lutherans, and they're active in LCMS congregations. All the grandkids, there's 12 grandkids now. Um, and those are lives that Lutherans saved. Uh, again, it's not like this congregation had um, an organized group, although mm-hmm. that would have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like they did protesting outside the local clinic, although that needs to be done. What they did is they took advantage of the vocations that God had given them, you know, knit blankets, make meals, play basketball, invite, uh, converse, support. And as a result of that, uh, today, my dad's a pastor and I'm a pastor as well. So just because of all that love, uh, save lives and change the world. I hope that story can be an encouragement for others. That I appreciate you talking about the long-term, mm-hmm. the continual investment, um, reaching out uh, outside of yourselves to love on other people. Such an awesome way. Such a great testimony to hear that about how Absolutely. that made an impact in your life. And we love to hear about how maybe your youth ministry had an impact on you as well. So maybe tell us about your high school years and how God uh, used some of those key moments to bring you closer to him in the church. Uh, I was active in our local youth group um, and had we had a kind of a core of um, the Lutheran school students mm-hmm. um, who were active in that youth group in my confirmation class all the way through um, even preparing for planning for a national gathering, which happened the summer before my senior year, mm-hmm. that was San Antonio, nineteen ninety-five. Awesome. Um, and uh, I think that what was most important for me was just the consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, we had regular meetings, regular events, uh, fundraisers, but we were also um, that peer group was kind of a a support community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our parents were involved in uh, supporting that group in keeping us together and uh, you know the pastor of the congregation the congregation were very supportive in um, making sure that we had opportunities we didn't have a full-time dce which is Mm -hmm. a benefit that some congregations Mm -hmm. have Mm -hmm. all of our youth leaders were volunteer um, and we had some changes uh, just some turnover over time but Mm -hmm. uh, from our high school sunday school teachers to our pastors to our parents to the volunteers it was that kind of just quiet stable consistency that was most important for me because all of the fireworks came from what I was experiencing in life. Right. Yeah. And so we didn't need for them to plan a series of these great big events, you know, to, mm-hmm. to kind of keep us on fire. Right. Uh, my tail was on fire because I was living in a sinful world, right? Yeah, right. Um, so it was just folks being willing to be there um, and, and make that that gospel identity a priority and show how it connected to things and be willing to be a bold community sure. that finds their their strength in that. Um, I think that that kept me and directed me all the way through. Love to hear that teamwork approach that happened Absolutely. in your life. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. connection supporting your parents and their vocations and pastors and those that were investing in you and your friends. Now going into your vocation as pastor or even in your current role too with Lutherans for Life, What excites you about working with young people when you see their passions, when you see what gets them excited? What's kind of some things that you take away working with young people around these issues or even, again, in the the parish when you were working with young people? Well, first of all, um, it is a privilege to be able to uh, 
to enjoy the relationships that we have with the children that God gives us, mm-hmm. the students that the Lord gives us, and to raise them in the knowledge of the Lord. They bring um, a kind of enthusiasm, mm-hmm. a curiosity, mm-hmm. sometimes even an independence that can be frustrating uh, until you recognize that um, the reason why they ask so many questions and come up with so many objections is because they're taking ownership yeah. of their faith. Yeah. Um, and I think to be a part of that as it shapes the future, mm-hmm. as these young people um, go through these formative experiences and you get to look forward on the horizon to the day uh, when they're going to be in families and vocations and congregations of their own, um, that's exciting to be a part of that privilege. And, um, you know... Th- Young people are still thinking through how does this all make sense. Mm-hmm. So the fact that um, that they're malleable, um, that they will still listen. I mean, <laughs> uh, sometimes in the parish, there's yeah. frustration when you're dealing with folks who already have their minds made up. Yeah. The cultural influences have formed their opinions, and and trying to be persuasive and winsome, um, it's a little bit more difficult with with young people who are by nature uh, curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find that to be. Very exciting. So I have always gravitated towards that. It's great. And you were an exhibitor uh, and a speaker at our last uh, LCMS Youth Gathering in 2019. You spoke on, a, I love this title, the session titled, uh, A Person's a Person No Matter How Small. Uh, and it explored uh, the biological science about how God knits together human beings in utero and how it applies to conversations around the sanctity of life. Uh, Depending on when you're listening to this podcast, hopefully uh, that is already available on our gathering podcast and you can go back and listen to that. But maybe tell us a little bit about your experience at the gathering, um, what interactions, questions, maybe feedback you received from youth and adults there. Uh, We actually had an amazing time at the national gathering, Um, starting with our exhibit space in the interactive uh, exhibit hall. uh, We had constant traffic there um, from... Lots of life-affirming youth, so mm-hmm. that was a big yay. Um, folks who were curious, mm-hmm. both youth, parents, and leaders, uh, about how can I speak the truth in love, right? Mm-hmm. How can I be courageous about the convictions that we have, but in a compassionate way that doesn't come across as being a jerk to people who are still struggling mm-hmm. with these things? So um, most of our literature, our resources were gone after the first day. Wow. Wow. We, we still had tons of people coming. So, yeah. um, but one of the other remarkable things is we had young people bring in their questions. Yeah. We had some young people who were um, still working through their convictions about the sanctity of human life, who were not afraid to engage us in um, longer conversations, 15, 20 minutes, which in an exhibit space like that is really remarkable. Um, and then we had... Um, at our educational sessions, they were standing room only. Mm-hmm. Um, we had people lined up well ahead of our times. Um, when we did do our educational sessions, the kids were very engaged. Um, lots of Q and A uh, that spilled out into the hall, you know, because you got to clear out the space <laughs> so the next presenter mm-hmm, can come mm-hmm. in. But they they wanted to know about particular situations they're dealing with. My friends, my family yeah, exactly. in these life issues. Uh, we even had. Uh, the coordinators of the space, one day they said, you know, you're here early enough. Why don't we try to do two uh, back-to-back <laughs> sessions, uh, one that wasn't scheduled, because I've got so many people waiting out wow. here that want to get in. And even then, all the kids didn't get in. Now, wow. I don't think that that's so much of a testimony to, you know, how great we are as presenters. I think it is, number one, um, it speaks to the enthusiasm of 
our Lutheran youth mm -hmm. about life issues. For for some reason, this is something that they really resonate to, and they want to know how can I engage in a winsome fashion mm -hmm. uh, with my peer group that can um, speak the truth of God, but in a way uh, that comes across as a gospel-motivated message. Um, but two, I think um, it does speak to the uniqueness of the Lutheran approach mm -hmm. to life issues, mm -hmm. that it's so closely connected to the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? That um, the heart of the life issues is really about the value of a person. That value comes from God's unconditional love, which he gives to every human being in creating, redeeming, and calling them into his family. Yeah. We have been so blessed with your other resources that you've done on the website and uh, always really connected strongly to January as mm -hmm. Life Month and other things too. And because we hear in other things that, again, young people are so passionate about these topics. And I appreciate... In the study that you did, you bring up pretty quickly that like you're not going to have a youth in your congregation that isn't touched by this issue. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're asking those questions. It's on the forefront. Whether, like you said, it's not just abortion. It's disability rights. It's end-of-life issues. And so you were kind enough to write one of the resources for us that we mm -hmm. knew would be something churches would want to get digging into after the gathering of either unpacking what happened at the session or as things continue to come up. Your Bible study is titled Real Present God in Life Issues. Mm -hmm. And your, your study really deals with literal life and death issues that people face and how Christians are given Jesus' promises and hope and peace in times of difficulty and struggle. Mm -hmm. now, these issues that we talked about are very important for our young people. Um, you've talked about this a little bit, but maybe think about over time, maybe, as you look at history, you know, why are these topics of sanctity, of sanctity of life so important for youth today? And maybe have you seen any major shifts in culture? Uh, how do you prepare young people for that? Or even maybe mm -hmm. within our Lutheran context, mm -hmm. how have you seen things change over years? Um, well, <clears throat> the, the data that we're seeing from social surveys uh, are demonstrating that younger generations continue to be more affirming of the sanctity of life, even in those difficult situations, hmm. you know, surprise pregnancies, terminal diagnoses. Um, our young people get that. Your circumstances do not impair the worth and the purpose that God gives you as a person. So it really makes sense to them. But I think probably the biggest factor in change and the biggest influence on young people honestly has been that um, their parents, their grandparents, their pastors and leaders have cared yeah. about life issues and have cared to speak about these in a way that is sensitive, but also confident. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what we're seeing is the fruit of a couple generations of people who looked at the landscape of American culture and said, um, you know, this idea that if you're a certain age, whether you're too young or too old, if you're a certain appearance, um, if you don't have certain abilities, then then your value is somehow less. Um, Lutheran folks responded to that with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And they said, what's most important for us is not just to speak to the culture, but to speak to our families. And mm. so they have raised their children to know that every person is precious to the Lord because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And pastors have shared that message and teachers have shared that message and integrated that into our ministry uh, and our family environment with our kids. And so what you're seeing is the Lord's promise, train up a child in the way he must go. And when he is old, he will not turn from it. These young ones have learned the lesson mm -hmm 
from the people who have gone before them. Um, and I think that that shows us that the future is very bright for our continued advocacy for the preciousness of every person. That's great. What, what encouragement, too, for our parents and all those involved mm-hmm. and continue that conversation. They're great resources that you all provide to, to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah, the final resource, uh, or sorry, the final <clears throat> session of your study deals with kind of that tension of speaking the truth in love. Mm-hmm. And, and even though we know our young people are can be passionately uh, pro-life, this is definitely a situation where uh, there can be a lot of wrestling and lots of really difficult conversations, uh, opportunities for us to speak both law and gospel, um, and to care for individuals who are in really difficult, maybe crisis situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, from your experience as both a parish pastor and working with Lutherans for Life, how have you seen kind of young people take on that speaking the truth in love in their everyday lives, maybe take the lead uh, in sharing that gospel with other people? Uh, well, one of one of the most interesting experiences is the annual March for Life that takes place in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C., um, in January, uh, as that March has gone on now, it's, it's into its 42nd year, 41st, 42nd year. Uh, as that has gone on, the population has gotten younger and younger so that Hmm. now when you go, the vast majority are students and these, these are students who are really remarkable in their boldness. Mm -hmm. So the willingness to strike up a conversation in a classroom or over text or, um, even on their, their social media feeds, um, to be willing to stand up for this uh, in, in a way that is intelligent, um, that is well-spoken, but also that is, is patient and understanding um, of those who go through these difficult situations. Um, and for those, those young people love to um, reach out in practical ways. So we see lots of students who love to do uh, service projects at a nursing home, which is a great opportunity mm-hmm. to affirm the value of people that maybe culture marginalizes or forgets about, mm-hmm. or at pregnancy resource centers. Um, I think, especially uh, you know, in your formative years, junior high, high school, college age even, um, you have students that are maybe not as hung up on the adult scruples about, I don't want to be offensive, um, these young people are just so excited about a gospel message that makes so much sense to them. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't everyone want to know how precious they are yeah, yeah, to Jesus? Right. And uh, that's an enthusiasm that I think we all can learn from. Um, God has given us a wonderful for-life message that is encouraging to everybody. Now, because of the hardness of some people's hearts, that's going to cause anger. Uh, but that's God's responsibility. You know, mm-hmm. He works reception or rejection in people's hearts, and and our privilege is just to declare that message out of love for the people around us. And we see that time after time um, from young people who, uh, I, I guess, are not as hung up on whether or not people object. Yeah. I love well, and, oh. oh, sorry. There, I mean, these are never easy conversations to have, right? Mm-hmm. These are never, I mean, these are always complicated, complex situations. Yep. And it's encouraging to see young people being uh, aware of, of what what's going on around them and being able to engage in those conversations mm-hmm. in a really meaningful way that, that is coming at it with grace and with love uh, into some really, I guess, this can get really dicey (laughs) situations for a lot of people Mm -hmm. um and and it is a life and death issue that uh we really uh, it's encouraging to hear young people get passionate about making sure that they are in those conversations i I started going to the march for life more recently Mm -hmm. and so i didn't necessarily know that was a change but i mean that was one thing that's always encouraging me for me to go it's like man the average age of this event is you know it's like going to a national youth gathering it's it's, it's students students. (laughs) that's why i kind of felt like it's like i'm at a national youth gathering 
uh, to see the enthusiasm of people who are coming out. And I, I appreciate what you said about, I think it is that tangible message of the gospel that, you know, mm-hmm. at that age, they're still saying, why would you, why would you not want to accept love right. and acceptance of our creator? Right. Um, and I think it gets them excited and it gives them that real easy way to make that connection to say, man, we are deeply loved and certainly goes to the forgiveness that we receive uh, through the cross of Christ. Uh, but then that, through that creative piece to be able to talk to all people, to be able to say, you are loved. We see it in the cross, but we have a, and a, a loving heavenly father that loves us in this way. And I value mm-hmm. you because of what Christ has done. for Right. Me. Absolutely. And, yeah. So, and, and that is um, kind of the whole life ethic, um, the opportunity uh, that our young people see to declare it's not just the adorable little babies yeah, right. uh, or the cute old ladies. It is um, the the moms of those babies mm-hmm, and the dads of mm-hmm, those babies, mm-hmm. uh, some of whom have made uh, have made wrecks of their lives. Um, it's people who are angry about these issues in the public square. Our young people like to like to reach out to them with yeah. the love of God too. So it's it's not just the cuddlies uh, <laughs> that, that God loves. Although yes, it's it's great. But but even the folks who are prickly, um, the 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 sanctity of life gives us a chance to reach out to them with the gospel. And and I think our young people sense that they have a real responsibility and opportunity uh, as missionaries, as evangelists for the gospel of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. to reach out exactly to those people, people with whom we might disagree, but we reach out with this gracious message that says, whatever you think about God, this is what God thinks about you, and I'm going to treat you that way. Uh, that makes a huge difference. That's great. Now, you probably touched on a lot of these things over the last few minutes here, but as you were preparing that study or as you think of other resources that you put together for young people, what do you hope young people will walk away with as they go through your Bible study in their congregational setting? Um, well, I I'm, I'm hope that they come away with a renewed motivation mm-hmm. um, that life issues are opportunities to uh, form relationships with, uh, with people around them um, and to engage in uh, gospel conversations. Um, I hope that they, uh, the result of the study is that they're a little bit more educated. Mm-hmm. They feel a little bit more confident and comfortable um, giving answer, giving voice to, and formulating what, what the gospel has to say to these particular issues. And then, uh, of course, we're hoping that um, that they feel like taking action, mm-hmm. uh, putting those convictions into action um, in practical ways, um, in the vocations that God has given them as student, as friend, as child, as neighbor, um, in a wide variety of ways. Yeah, great. And so we have some lay leaders, some pastors, some commission ministers who are going to be taking your Bible study off the e-source um, and reusing it in their youth groups. What kind of uh, encouragement would you give to them as they prepare this study for young people? I think the good news is uh, your audience is listening. Mm. Young people are listening. They are interested. They are enthusiastic. Um, I think for us as adults, we see these topics as uh, complicated, uncomfortable uh, for young people, they look at it as really a chance, a chance to know more, a chance to say something meaningful um, and do something impactful with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So as you're preparing yourself to go into that, remind yourself, these young people are listening, they're interested, and this is going to make a difference. We're, it, you know, The data is coming back to us telling us this kind of thing is making a difference. The message is getting through um, and changing lives. Great. Well, thank you so much for writing this resource and all the work that you do for Lutherans for Life. 
Uh, you help the church explore the beauty of God's creative acts and also stand up for the sanctity of life. I'm also going to see that privilege it is to stand in the strength of Christ, to stand for truth, respond in love to those who are our most vulnerable neighbors. Continue to bless all your work, uh, certainly in God's name and Christ's name for all that you do for Lutherans for Life. Thank you for all your efforts that you provide for the church. And thank you for the chance to share our message with a, a young audience. You bet. Reverend Sal Mix session and also the study that he provides certainly uh, helps encourage us walk along young people who are dealing with some complicated issues around life issues, uh, whether it be abortion, euthanasia, uh, disabilities, uh, all the things in between that come up in those conversations that are not necessarily always uh, answers that might immediately connect with us, but yet nonetheless through relationship and through continual time in God's word and prayer that we seek his wisdom in uh, expressing the gospel in many various ways to people in our lives. Uh, certainly we thank uh, him for all his investment in that. And as we think about his session and study, it hits on a number of the practices of healthy youth ministry we discuss. One is helping young people deeply understand their baptismal faith. And a key part of that is recognizing our wonderful creator, that we are his beloved creatures and he cares for us beyond measure. And in moments of crisis, Satan or the world can kind of cloud our mind or emotions uh, to where we forget that fact um, or can maybe cloud our judgment. And God's people can constantly point young people and each other to this wonderful truth that God loves us dearly in Christ. I loved how he talked about um, both his parents being uh, incredibly uh, vibrant faith examples in his household, but then also so many lay leaders uh, mm. who I think often undercut maybe their own value in youth ministry uh, in terms of engaging young people. And, and he certainly is an example of, of, of how lay leaders can powerfully impact the lives of young people uh, well into the future. Uh, another one of those practices is helping young people develop that resilient identity in Christ. And so part of that process is for a young person to identify with a life and the mission of the Christian church and seek to serve others, especially in those issues around uh, a sanctity of life. The church gets to show love to maybe the smallest and most vulnerable of our neighbors, and they get to walk alongside them, sit with them, uh, be with them in those moments that are, are incredibly difficult. And it's a great place to invite young people to serve as a display of Christ's love uh, in the many and various ways that they've been mm -hmm. called to do that, mm -hmm. uh, and to really help them to understand uh, how Christ Christ can help guide and, and walk them through those really difficult times. So we thank Reverend Solomon and the staff and volunteers of Lutheran for Life and so many across our church body who are doing such good work, praying and acting and serving vulnerable people in our world. Uh, we thank Lutherans for Life also for providing the insight that they do and how we as Christians can respond in love towards those who face crisis or confusion. And what a privilege it is for us to know that God creates, redeems, and calls every human life to be his own precious treasure. So we have some closing questions and thoughts, places for you to be thinking about your youth ministry. In particular, how are you uh, helping young people in your congregation grapple with these life issues that are prevalent in our society? Uh, there's a lot going on in the news mm -hmm. around a lot of these issues, and they're going to hear different things from uh, culture and social media. But how are you uh, helping them to think and have a Lutheran Christ-like lens uh, around issues of abortion and of life issues and how we treat people with disabilities? Another question is, how can young people energize your entire congregation's gospel-centered service to those who are affected by sanctity of life issues? Again, these might be young children, expected mothers, people with disabilities, elderly, or other people unable to care for themselves. Are young people being tapped as a resource for inspiration, for energy, and insight into the current culture and what might be ahead in our culture as well? 
we continue to pray for you as you serve the young people of our church and as you walk with them in difficult situations, as you train them up to be resilient uh, people, as they walk through life as uh, echoes of Christ in, in many and various ways. And uh, we ask that you, we pray that you would be uh, the kind of church that lifts up Pastor Salamek's mm-hmm. uh, family uh, and guides with them that ends up not just impacting one life, but many, many after that. And Gold Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.